This week is both Pasha's Truma and Shabbat Zohar. An unusual combination. Normally, Pasha Zohar falls on Pasha's Tetzaveh, but this week, where Tetzaveh is on Purim itself in Yerushalayim, so we read Zohar the week earlier and Pasha's Truma. Now, if you look at Pasha's Truma, the first Pasuk in the Pasha, we find an interesting thing. The Pasuk says, Shem says, speak to B'nai Yisrael, and say to them, "Ve'yikhu li truma." You should take for me a truma, a donation. Me'ais kol ish hashem yidvenu liboy from every person who wants to express their generosity. Tikhos trumasi. You should take for me a donation. And if you just heard the pasuk, the obvious question is, it's seemingly repetitive. Again, "Ve'yikhu li truma." Take for me a donation. Me'ais kol ish hashem yidvenu liboy from every person who is wants to be generous. You must take for me a donation. Why does it have to repeat twice? Take for me a donation. We'll see. When we come to Pasha Zohar, what you notice the first thing of Pasha Zohar is Amalek is an exception. Amalek was not the only enemy that the Jewish people had. Amalek was not the only one that Klai Yisrael fought battles against. We fought with Moab, we fought with Ammon, we fought with Adam, we fought with Midian, we fought with the Plishtim. And by none of them do we find a mitzvah to remember them for the bad that they did. By none of them do we find an instruction to destroy them. What made Amalek's battle so much worse that the Torah comes down so heavily against Amalek. Remember what Amalek did. Remember to destroy them. Not just to destroy them. The Lashon of the Rambam. We have to remember to keep alive the hatred in our hearts for Amalek for all time. The So yes, Amalek was bad. But what made him so much worse than everybody else? There's a pasuk in the Navi Malachi that contrasts Klai Yisrael and Esau. And the Navi tells us, Ohafti Eschem Amar Hashem. Hashem says, I love you to Klai Yisrael. There's Esau Sonesi. And I hate Esau. Hashem loves Klai Yisrael. Hashem hates Esau. What's the reason which causes Hashem to love or in other case to hate? And we understand when we're talking about a middah by Hashem in this context, then it's middah connected middah. Which means Hashem loves us because we love Hashem. Hashem hates Esau because Esau hates him. What does it mean to love Hashem? How does a person express love? The Messiah Shasarim writes that the way a person expresses love is by doing something for the person he loves so that that person should be happy, so that that person should be satisfied, so that that person should have nachas ruach. And if it's coming from a point of love, then it's not, I'm not doing it because they asked me to. Then I'm being polite. Then I'm being obedient. I'm doing it on my own. 
I'm volunteering, so to speak, to do something for someone else. And the reason is because I want them to be happy. I want them to enjoy it. We mentioned before in the show, a husband who only helps his wife when she asks, maybe being helpful, so to speak, and fulfilling her requests, that's not a sign of affection. When a person does something on their own for someone else, and the reason is, in order that the other person should be happy, that shows love. So for another person, it's easy. To show love to a different person is easy because we know what they want. If I know somebody likes a certain kind of chocolate, I'll go and buy it for them. I know someone appreciates a hot cup of coffee, I'll make it for her or for him. And if that's the case, I found a way to show the feeling without being asked to do it. And if that's true for love for another person, then here's a place to ask a question. And that is, how does a person show Ahavas Hashem? How does a person show love for Hashem? Why? Because how do we know what Hashem wants? How do we know what Hashem would appreciate? We only know because He tells us. And now the question is, once He's told us, we're obligated. So we're doing what Hashem tells us because we have to do it. We're listening to Him. We're fulfilling what He wanted us to do. But that's not a sign of love. Because Hashem had to instruct us. We know HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to learn Torah. Learning Torah is fulfillment of a chiyuf. We know HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to give tzedakah. Giving tzedakah is fulfillment of a chiyuf. Hashem told us to do it. So that's how, on the one hand, that's how we know He wants it. But on the other hand, now that He's told us about it, it's no longer an expression of love. It's no longer an expression of love. And if that's the case, if a person's looking, where can I show love for Hashem? Where can I volunteer, so to speak? And do something for Hashem that He hasn't already commanded me to do. And even if a person thinks about midas, going in the ways of Hashem, that's also not an answer. Because Hashem instructed us to do that also. You should do what is right and just in the eyes of Hashem. Or, you should walk in His ways. Or, you should make yourself, sanctify yourselves because Hashem is holy. So that's all being instructed. That's all the khiyuf. It's one of the mitzvahs. And therefore, for the person who wants to show Hashem, I want to do for you. Not because you've instructed me, Where's the place to do that? Now, for questions about Avas Hashem, we have to look to Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu Hashem called Avraham Oyavi. Avram who loves me. So let's look at the career of Avram Avinu and let's look for these points. Where do we see Avram expresses Avas Hashem? There's a second point. Avram is called a Nadiv. A person who, so to speak, contributed on his own. Volunteered. When it comes to the early regalim, the Pasuk says, The bass of the Nadiv. 
for the donor, the benefactor. And that the Gemara says in Chagiga, Bita Shalavram Avinu, who was called a Nadif. He was the one who dedicated on his own to Hashem. He was the one, so to speak, who achieved that level of expressing Ava. How did Avram do it? So let's see a number of ways. The first one, and that is, I know what Hashem wants, because Hashem commanded it, but He didn't command me. He commanded somebody else. And then by seeing what He commanded somebody else, I now see what Hashem wants, and I'll do it as well. So on the one hand, I know it's what Hashem wants. On the other hand, for me, it's not in fulfillment of a commandment. Where do we see this first point by Avraham Avinu? The Midrash tells us, Avraham Avinu met Shem, the son of Noach. And Avraham asks Shem, he says to him, that year you spent in the Teva, where you were locked in isolation while the world was being destroyed, what were you doing? How did you spend that year? And Shem tells him, you have no idea. That year, we didn't sleep. That year, we were running from one animal to the next. This one needed to be fed in the night, and this one in the morning, and this one in the afternoon. And between all of us, we were running full-time, non-stop, to look after all the animals. What did Avram learn from that? Avram thinks, their existence in the Teva was miraculous. The fact that they survived the flood, the fact that the animals all managed to squeeze into, into the Teva, that there was sufficient provisions for all of them. It was all miraculous. So why was it necessary for Noach and his sons to have to work such strenuous, back-breaking labor? Hashem could have allowed the animals to live miraculously too. And Abraham comes to the conclusion that if Hashem instructed Noach and his sons to look after the animals, it's because Hashem values chesed. And in this case, the animals who were being looked after were the recipients of chesed. And what does Abraham learn from there? Abraham learns Hashem loves chesed. And therefore, Abraham embarks on his career to do chesed. So here we have an example. Hashem didn't instruct Abraham to set up his tents and open it to every passerby. Hashem didn't give him a mitzvah to, to plant his Eishel by Beersheba. Avram learned from the mitzvah Hashem gave to Noach to look after the animals, and he applied it to himself. This is what Hashem wants, that's what I'm going to do. Who can Mekayim? That level of Avas Hashem today? Not Klai Yisrael. We Klai Yisrael are already obligated in all the mitzvahs. But who is it practical for? It's practical for a ger. The Torah didn't instruct the non-Jew in keeping the mitzvahs. He's not mechuv in Torah and not in Shabbos and not in Kashrus. But he sees that Hashem instructs the Jewish people. And he sees, this is therefore I see what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. And therefore, on his own volition, he willingly takes on the all so to speak, the obligation of Torah and Mitzvah, it's a sign of love. It's a sign of love. It's a sign of showing HaKadosh Baruch Hu that I want to do what makes you happy. Even if you weren't Mitzvah me. Even if you didn't command me. 
And if that's the case, it's beautiful to see in the words of the Pasuk in Tehillim, how David HaMelech refers to the game. And he calls them. He says, Nedivei Am Ne'esafu. The Nedivim, the volunteers, the generous ones of the nations gathered, they the Am Elohei Abram, the nation of the God of Abram. These are the Gerim. The Nedivei Amim, the ones who showed love from among the nations, the ones who connect to the God of Abram. So that's one way to Shahab Hashem. But there's a second way. A one that applies to us who were born Jewish also. We also have the opportunity to Shahab Hashem. And let's look again to Abram. There's a famous run in Drosha Saran. And the run says like this. He says, Avram was never instructed to do the Akedah. Avram was asked. Avram was never instructed to do the Akedah. He was asked. And had Avram said, Hashem, I can't do this. It's too hard for me. Or Avram would have said, Hashem, you promised me Yitzchak. How can you mitzavah me to Shechtim? Hashem would have said, I never was mitzavah you to Shechtim. I asked you. You're fully entitled to say, I don't want to do it. You want to keep Yitzchak? You're welcome to do that. There will be no punishment for not listening. Because it's not a tzivui, it's a request. Now we think about it, this makes the Nisayan so much greater. Because the person can't just rely on the fact, well, I have to do it. Hashem forced me? No, Hashem didn't force you. You have the right to say, I can't. And if you want the guarantee that Hashem gave you that Yisak will be your successor, you're welcome to refuse this request. It's up to you. And Avram still did it. Ah, that's a sign of Abba. You didn't have to. It wasn't a tzivui. It wasn't a tzivui. You didn't have to. But nevertheless, Avram does something just because he knows that's what Hashem would like. Just because he knows that's what Hashem would like. If that's the case, it's another example of Ava. It's another example of Ava. Because once I've seen what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, that's what I want to do. Even specifically, I'm not Mitzvah. Then that's more of an expression of Ava. And where does this apply to us? This is an area which we, which we call Lifnim Yishar Sadin. There's what the Halach is Mechaev. And then there's Beyond what the Halach is Mechaev. But, one knows that when doing that, it's because I know what Hashem wants. I'm not Mechaev. But on the other hand, I know this is what Hashem would want me to do. And if that's the case, doing something like that is in that same category of Avram. Maybe the test isn't as big as the Akedah, but it's in the same category. I'm going beyond what I have to do because I want to show Hashem that I want to do something for Him which I know He'd appreciate. And there's a third category also. 
And that is what we see by Avram as well. And that is, when I see what Hashem is Metzavah, I want to do more on my own. Again by the Akedah. Avram brings Yitzchak to the altar and Hare Maria. He's about to shecht him. And the Baskal, the Nodi shouts from the, I mean, the Malach shouts from Shemaim and says, don't set your hand against the boy. And Avram says to Malach, okay, at least let me cut. At least let me draw blood. And the Malach says again, don't do anything to him. And we're left wondering, why does Avram want to injure Yitzchak? If it, the Malach told him, don't kill him, so he should have been happy with that. What's the request? At least let me draw blood. Avram understood. Hashem wants me, or wanted me, to shakht Yitzchak. If now I'm not meant to shakht Yitzchak, at least let me do something. Something. And when that also was denied him, then he went to look for the aisle to shecht instead. When Hashem asks us to do something, the parameters for the mitzvah. The parameters for the mitzvah. If a person wants to go beyond that, obviously this doesn't apply to every mitzvah, but in those mitzvahs were a chaykh, if a person wants to go beyond that, then that's a sign, Hashem, now I know what you want, I'm going to do more. I'm going to do extra. And that's what we're talking about in our Pasuk. The Chazal tell us there were two trimmers. The one was the Chatsi Shekel, which everybody was compelled to give. That's a Chiyuv. And that's the first word in the Pasuk. V'yikkuli Trumah. You have to take from each Jew the donation that they mechuyev to give. They mechuyev. But, what we see from this is HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us, Klai Yisrael, to contribute towards the Mishkan. If that's the case, A person who once is inspired to do more, then he can give more than just the minimum. The half shekel everyone's mechoyven. But for the person who understands from this, that Hashem's Ratzin is that we should contribute and build the Mishkan, and therefore, he wants to volunteer gold or silver or copper or the various materials or precious stones. That's also a You can take that as well. But that's not a tzivui. That's the divus slave. That's the generosity, this expression of love of somebody who sees a tzivui and wants to do more. Even in the running of the Beis HaMikdash, the korbanas which we mitzvah to bring are very few. It's the Tamids twice a day, the Musafim, on Shabbos or Yom Tif, and that's about all. And the Korbanas which filled the Mizbeach all day, all the Oilers and Shlamims and Taidas and Minchas, were all begat in the Dava. It was all a sign of a person who volunteers. We see from the Torah Hashem wants Korbanas, or let's say Hashem wants Aravoyle through the Korbanas, and Mimele, he is going to offer more korbanas. It's going beyond, so to speak, the minimum that HaKadosh Baruch requires. But from what Hashem requires, I see what Hashem would like. And therefore, it's my expression of Ava. It's my expression of love to do more.
And therefore, what we see by Truma is how does how does Klai Yisrael express this Ava for Hashem? When it goes beyond the requirements, because it's there to show Hakadosh Baruch Hu that we want to make Him happy, and that's a continuation of the Navi and Malachi. After Malachi starts, Hashem's love for Klai Yisrael, He then gives Muslim to the Jewish people. He says, the Korbanus you're bringing, you're looking for the sick, you're looking for the animal who's unable to work. And that's what you bring in the Mizbech. Is that an expression of love? Is that an expression of you're showing you Hashem, you want to make Him happy? Would it make anybody happy, says Malachi. Bring it to your ruler, bring it to your governor. It would make him happy to get such an animal. A carbon, which the whole point of the carbon is there in order to show HaKadosh Baruch Hashem, we want to make you happy. So what's the point of bringing an animal, which is like in the words of the Navi, it's a sick animal which you've blown up to bring in the Mizbech. That's not the way to make Hashem happy. And that's Klai's responsibility. Hashem loves us, because we're the children of Avraham Avinu who loved Hashem. We ourselves are also able to show that ability to love Hashem. To go beyond what Hashem requires. To look for opportunities which we weren't mitzvah in. And say, Hashem, we're doing this because this is what you would like. And that brings us to the other side of the, the other side of the coin. Verse Ace of Sanasi. What did Amalek do which was so bad? Not just the fact that they fought the Jewish people. As mentioned, there were many. Many enemies that we had around us. The difference is that all the other ones had some objective in fighting us. They were intimidated by us. They were scared we would attack them. Or they wanted to take, take spoils from us. Or territory, whatever it was going to be. So yes, there are enemies. But Amalek was different. Amalek didn't need anything from Klai Israel. Amalek wasn't on the route where Klai Israel were traveling. The Midrash says they traveled 300 parsa. That's about 500 miles to come and attack Klai Israel. And Amalek didn't want anything from Klai Israel either. What was the point of their coming to attack us? Only because they hated Hashem. And the Messias Mitzrayim and the Kriyas Yamsuf showed the whole world the greatness of Hashem. And therefore Amalek came to attack because Amalek hates Hashem. That's unforgivable. That's unforgivable. That the Torah shows us is something we have to remember forever. Somebody who's prepared to go to such lengths to show how much they hate Hashem. Someone who's prepared to go to such distances and go to battle just to show they hate Hashem. An enemy of Hashem, Hashem hates him too. And we also are instructed to keep alive in ourselves the hatred for Amalek. The one who wants to consider himself the enemy of Hashem. That's a contrast in the sixth parasha. Hashem loves Yaakov, Hashem hates Esau. Because Esau hates Hashem. That's our enemy. Whereas our Maile is Klal Yisrael. We're the descendants of the Nadiv, of Avram Avinu, the one who showed Hashem he loves him. 
And we also try to emulate. And Shah Hashem, we love him. Then we zaycha to that, that nubah. Hashem in return says to us, I love you too, says Hashem.